Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning. Welcome to our show brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Imagine you've just been told that your child has a very serious medical condition that requires an unknown amount of time in the hospital and an extensive amount of time away from home. What do you do? Where do you go? If you had an option of a home away from home, wouldn't that make the challenges a bit more manageable? Our first guest today is going to share why the outpouring of support to build a house where families could stay while their children are in the hospital is affectionately called the house that love built. Then we're going to learn about a home away from home that is an extension of the VA for veteran and military families. My first guest today is Ann Petrie, President and CEO of the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Eastern Wisconsin. Welcome to the show today, Ann. Thank you. It's good to be here. We're happy to have you here and hear all about Ronald McDonald House. Um, so what is it about the house that appeals to your passion? Family is a passion of mine, and everything about Ronald McDonald House is about keeping families together during a really difficult time in their life. So as a mother of four daughters, I actually was able to use the Ronald McDonald House when my oldest daughter was seriously ill as an infant. And from that moment on, I always knew that if I had and when I had the time to give back, I wanted to do it in part with Ronald McDonald House. So I was fortunate enough to be accepted as a board member. And after serving on the board for about four and a half years, I transitioned to the role of president CEO. And it's been nine years and I have not looked back from them. And I'm sure when you have a personal experience with an organization, it makes it really easy to get involved, I imagine, right? It is. And I always say to our friends who come through and get to visit the house that you can never leave without feeling grateful. It is hard to not be passionate and not feel gratitude every day as we in our own small part add to the experience that our families receive when they're at Ronald McDonald House. The relationships with our donors and friends, the relationships with families, the relationships that we have with our wonderful volunteer base all add to why it is exciting to be here and I'm just so honored to be in my role. Well, and a lot of people, myself included, we have heard about the Ronald McDonald House. I mean, probably everybody has, and, and we know it provides wonderful support for families, but there may be some people who aren't aware of all the different things you guys do. So can you take a little bit of time and, and talk about the house and the services you provide? Yes, I would be happy to. So many people believe that a Ronald McDonald house is just a place to stay. But when you are a family who stays at the Ronald McDonald house, you not only have a warm and comfortable bedroom, but you also have programs. You also have the community of up to 70 families who stay with us each night. And it is through those communities that our families can gain support and share with each other because no one knows better what it feels like to go through this 
than another family who's experiencing a significant illness or injury of their child. And there's no one better to talk about that experience than a family. So I'm just so honored to have with me Tiffany. Tiffany and her family had stayed here a few years ago. Her daughter Lydia is now a beautiful nine-year-old. And I would just be so appreciative of Tiffany sharing her story about the community and the support that she received from Ronald McDonald House. Okay, Tiffany, let's, let's hear uh, how the Ronald McDonald House has affected you uh, and impacted your family. Thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to share what the Ronald McDonald House has done for our family. So we found out when I was pregnant that my daughter was having some complications. So July 25th, 2011, I walked out of our home and I wasn't sure if we'd be giving birth that day or I'd be admitted to the hospital. And I ended up not walking back into my home until six months later. Mm -hmm. So we went in and we had our daughter and I was able to stay in the hospital a couple nights. And the last thing from my mind was where are we going to be as a family? We were informed that um, our child would be in the hospital indefinitely. They weren't really sure if she was gonna make it. And so um, that was kind of the furthest thing from our mind. But one thing that made it really hard was when my parents brought down my older two girls, um, we couldn't find a hotel room. There was a conference in Milwaukee and they had every single hotel filled. And so my parents were lucky to get a hotel room for one night and then they bounced to another hotel room and then they had to drive three hours back home um, because there were, there were no rooms. So we were um, fortunate enough to get a sleeper room at the hospital for one more night. And after that, we had nowhere to go. So we were on the waiting list at the Ronald McDonald house, but um, I had my two girls three hours away. I had a very sick child in the hospital and the closest hotel room that we could get was 35 minutes away. And um, it's just really hard when your daughter or your child is in the NICU, you are not able to sleep there. So we could visit at any time, but we weren't able to spend the night there. I remember getting that phone call and just remember feeling relief. I had heard about the Ronald McDonald House before, but prior to July 25th, I didn't think that I needed it. And then all of a sudden when you do, you don't know what a blessing it is. And I just remember the relief wash away from me that Whatever it was, we were going to have a safe place, a warm bed, hot meals, and we would be able to be next to my daughter who is fighting for her life. And um, walking through those doors, I don't think I could ever imagine the blessing that that was. My um, older daughter, Ellen, was put into school. Um, she was supposed to go to 4K and she was put into school. So, you know, their whole lives were uprooted. Uh, grandmas um, came down every week to stay with them so I could be at the hospital to help care for Lydia to be there should um, that be her last day. And my husband had to drive two hours to work because unfortunately bills still keep coming in for our other home. And, um, the Ronald McDonald House provided so much more 
every day when my daughter went to school, my mom always said that she had to leave two hours early so the girls could stop and talk to the ladies in the front office. They would talk about what was happening and what was going on. And then when they got home from school, they had to show them all the pictures and talk about everything that was happening. And I just remember when we left the Ronald McDonald house, um, Ellen comes up to me and she had tears in her eyes and she goes, mom, who are gonna, who's gonna give all the ladies the hugs every day, mom? They're gonna miss them. You know, oh, that became part of their journey, part of their story. When mom wasn't able to be there, they had family there. Um, the art therapy program, uh, helping them heal. I remember one day when um, Lydia had coded and we did not think that she was going to make it. And you know, you come through the doors and you can hardly stand. And there was a volunteer there who just embraced me. And um, the art therapist, Marianne, had saw me and took me back and she said, here, just throw paint at this, this blank canvas and just get it all out. And I remember such a release and something so small when I couldn't pull myself together that um, there they were picking up the pieces. There's so many different things that they offer. You know, I was thinking about, we left in July came home in December, all the clothes that they went through and all the things that they, they did while they were there, that was their life. And I just, I'm so appreciative for everything that the Ronald McDonald House does because it's so much more than just a room. It's truly part of our family. And they, the, the way that they are referred, the house that love built surely speaks through your voice and, and your words. You know, there's so many different things that they do, the supportive programs, the meal programs, they have a secret garden, they have pet therapy programs. And the fact that they serve, you know, gosh, the, the over 3,000 families are close to that. You know, there's a lot of people that they are serving. And we could go into those statistics, but I think to hear firsthand from someone who has experienced all that they have to offer really tells a great story. So thank you, Tiffany, for, for sharing that. When we come back, we're actually going to learn about how this house that love built puts all the pieces together for the families that they serve. We'll be back after this commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community. I'm talking today with Ann Petrie, President and CEO of the Ronald McDonald House. We heard from Tiffany in the last segment her powerful story uh, and how the Ronald McDonald House has impacted her and her family. How do you operate this house that love built with so many moving pieces? Well, as you can imagine, a small nonprofit does not usually have a whole lot of resources to provide what it needs to for the families that it serves. And Ronald McDonald House is no different. However, we use all the wonderful resources that we receive from our 550 volunteers to our dedicated volunteer board of directors and all of our friends throughout the community, whether they are serving as an ambassador to help bring awareness or bringing new friends into the house. It, it certainly does take a village and our village is wonderful and continues to expand, which allows us to serve more families and to offer more programs. Everything we do is guided by our core values, 
which center on compassionate care, creating connections, clear communication, and community for those we work with, serve, and inspire. Those guiding principles help us in making decisions, not only what we need to do now to serve our families the best we can, but in looking to the future. We right now have plans to expand again. Unfortunately, we're full again after our expansion almost six years ago. And we know that we can only serve more families if we have more rooms available. So we have that, that we are making some big decisions on as well as opening our first family room here, which will be a small Ronald McDonald house, if you think of it, as we partner with an area hospital to do that. So expanding our reach is something important, but we never will want to get away from our core, which is to offer families a home away from home here on our main campus for as long as they need us until they can go home with hopefully a healthy child or a child in remission. So obviously nonprofits can only provide services to the extent that they are supported, uh, you know, from a financial standpoint. Um, I understand that you're part of a global charity that helps in that regard. We are. Our global charity, Ronald McDonald House Charities, located in Chicago, they started about 45 years ago when the first Ronald McDonald House was built in Philadelphia. And since then, the charity has expanded to include approximately 350 chapters throughout the world. So altogether, these chapters, just last year alone, served approximately 8 million families. So when you think about that impact, it's our chapter combined with the 349 other chapters that are able to continue our mission and provide these families the services that we do. And so you're saying there's about 350 Ronald McDonald houses across the United States and, and the world, really? There are. So as a small charity, in part, how we do what we do is because of the support we receive from our global charity, but also the support we can receive from the other chapters throughout the world. There's no reason to invent a new wheel. If we're looking for a new program or a new policy, then we just have to reach out to our colleagues in the other chapters. And we're all a very much of a sharing organization. And that helps us not only do what we do every day now, but helps us think about how we can further expand our reach into the future. Well, and speaking of the future, I mean, you guys are doing so many wonderful things, but what does the future look like for Ronald McDonald House? Mm -hmm. Our future will always be that constant of keeping families together and providing them a home, a room, this community of support but in the last few years, we've been able to add a couple other programs, including our hospitality cart program at the hospital, where any family that is there to support their child being served can receive a bit of hospitality as our volunteers wheel our cart around and offer beverages, snacks, reading materials, toys, 
And in addition to that, we are also a major funder of the Ascension St. Mary's Miles of Smiles program, which brings into the Milwaukee Public Schools a dental clinic. And we've been involved with that for a few years. And we look for other ways that we can help not only Milwaukee, but families in our entire larger community. Into the future, as I mentioned, we are now considering an expansion as well as opening up a family room. So we are, we are committed to providing the best service we can given our resources to every family that needs us. And my goal is to never have to turn a family away. And just like Tiffany had explained, the first time they tried to get in, they couldn't because we were full. And my goal is that a Ronald McDonald House never has to turn a family like Tiffany's away because we're full. Well, and I have no doubt that you'll be able to accomplish that goal. Again, the, uh, the support that you get from the community and from other organizations uh, will hopefully allow you to accomplish that. And, and again, as you said, you will never have to turn anybody away. You know, we can't uh, end this interview without talking a little bit about what you and your team have been doing during the pandemic. Like every business, every organization, we have all been affected and have all had to change operations over the last 13 weeks. We are really proud. I'm personally so proud of the board giving me support and our staff. We were able to keep our Ronald McDonald House open for families who had the most critical of patients who needed to stay at the hospital. And it was done because of the dedication of the staff. I mentioned that we have 550 volunteers to keep them safe. We ask that they refrain from coming in for their volunteer shifts until the immediate COVID crisis was past us. And we're slowly reintroducing them but if you can imagine having to do the work that all of us plus our volunteers do in this new normal, which is, I know we've heard that word or that term enough, but it, it, was, it was definitely a different way to operate, but just to be able to still support our families with occasional meals, with pantry items, allowing them to stay here and be right across from the hospital where their child is being treated was a something I will always be proud of that we were able to do. Yeah, and I think it's important people understand that there are organizations that are still keeping their doors open during this situation. And so we're, we're grateful and we're, we're, we're thankful that uh, you are one of them. If people want to contribute to this house that love built, how would they go about doing that? Visit our website. You can find out how you can help, whether it is collecting pop tabs for recycling, whether it is signing up to be a volunteer, or maybe buying a few things from our wish list as we continue to support the families who are here and need pantry items and, and, and need, need to keep operating. And then of course, any kind of financial gift is always appreciated as, as we never ask a family to pay for their stay at Ronald McDonald House. But most important, just like Tiffany, who's a great ambassador, when people get to know Ronald McDonald House, 
we want them to be an ambassador for us to bring awareness of what our organization does for so many families and take our message back home where they can share our message and allow future families to call Ronald McDonald House their home. And we talk a lot on the show about the importance of volunteers and how everybody can do something, right? Our, uh, our church and my Bible study group, you know, we go down and we serve a meal. You know, you can go down. It's a beautiful home. Go down, cook some lasagna or some other meal that would serve many and go down and be a part of it and just see how your contribution makes a difference. I think seeing firsthand is, is really powerful. So you can either do it individually or be part of a group, but volunteering is such a, a key piece. We talk about that all the time. Everybody can do something, even if it's a little something. So, okay, Anne, you talked about so many awesome things today. Can you share the contact information for people who want to get a, a hold of you or someone at the Ronald McDonald House? Absolutely. The easiest way to find out about us is just to go to our website at rmhc-easternwi.org or call us at 414-475-5333. We would love to talk to you and, and share more information about the Ronald McDonald House, so hopefully you can become involved in some way. So thank no. you. You are welcome, and thank you for being here today, Anne, and sharing uh, all the wonderful things about the house that love built, and thank you, Tiffany, for sharing your uh, emotional story, and uh, we're pleased that, that uh, there is uh, success with that story. Uh, so thank you for, for contributing to the cause today. Thank you. The idea of a home away from home, it sounds so inviting and welcoming, doesn't it? We've heard about what that means for families with children receiving care at Children's. What about a special place for veteran and military families whose family members receiving healing support and encouragement from the VA? When we get back, we're going to learn more about an organization that provides that welcoming space. We'll be right back after the commercial break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guest today is Jennifer Kiefer, who is the house manager of the Milwaukee VA Fisher House, whose mission is to lessen the burdens of veteran and military families so that their loved one can focus on healing. Welcome to the show today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. So how did you get involved with the nonprofit sector, first of all, and then specifically with the Fisher House? So um, I'm a VA employee. I'm a social worker um, at the VA. And um, there had been talks about building a Fisher House at our Milwaukee VA. Um, it would have been the first one in Wisconsin for many years. Before the house came to be built or completed, I had a personal experience with taking care of a loved one. Uh, my daughter actually was, when she was eight months old, she uh, was diagnosed with cancer. So we spent many, many months at Children's Hospital. Thankfully, we lived close enough. We were able to commute. We didn't need to use the Ronald McDonald House. Um, but it did give me a lot of insight and kind of a special feeling for families who do have somebody in the hospital 
knowing that life doesn't stop for them, that they have other family members and other responsibilities and kind of how to manage all of that while you're taking care of someone in the hospital. So when the Fisher House was built at the Milwaukee VA, um, I knew it was something I wanted to be a part of. And so I applied for the job as the manager and um, was thrilled to get the job. And um, I've been with that part of the VA for five years now, opened up the Fisher House there, and we've been open to families for four years. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, give us a little more about the history. You know, how did it come to be? And, and how do you embody that mission? Sure. So um, the house actually came to be by Zachary and Elizabeth Fisher. They have both passed on now, but they, the Fisher family began the mission of the Fisher House back in 1991. They actually built the first two Fisher Houses at Walter Reed and Bethesda military hospitals. And the, the thought was that they had heard about these families who didn't, couldn't afford hotels, didn't have a place to stay, were sleeping in their cars. And the Fisher family, Zachary and Elizabeth, were huge supporters of the military. So they wanted to reach out and help. Um, Zachary owned a construction business. He built, um, he was, and he had architect contacts. So he said, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna build um, this house and gift it to the government. So the two houses were built in 1991 and it's grown since then. There are 87 houses now. As I mentioned, the one at the Milwaukee VA is the only house currently in Wisconsin, but it is, a part of the VA. It is built by the community. Um, it requires community support to fund the house and build the house and support the house, but it's gifted to the government. So it is a VA owned and operated building and program. Interesting. So who is eligible to stay then at the Fisher House and how do they make arrangements? You know, trying to understand, does the veteran stay there when they're not being supported by the VA or is it specifically for the families or a combination of both? Help us understand sure. how the so, dynamic works. So the mission of Fisher House is to provide um, free lodging for families when their veteran loved one is in the hospital. So more often than not, it is just the family members staying at the Fisher House while their veteran is hospitalized. They're able to stay with, um, they're able to be at the bedside. We are located um, directly across the street from the VA hospital. So it's walking distance and they can come and go, but then they can come back to the Fisher House at night for a warm meal, a nice bed, a comfortable environment, but still be a part of the care of their veteran. When a veteran is planning a surgery or comes down even for emergent care, um, the hospital providers actually set up the referral system. So they contact us at Fisher House to let us know that they have a family in need and we are able to provide that lodging for them. Okay, so it's a great, as we said before, home away from home. So if somebody comes into our area and you said this is the only one in the, in the state of Wisconsin, so people are coming down to the VA for support and the Fisher House is able to support uh, extend that support to the families Correct. Uh, as well, which is wonderful. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit more about the eligibility piece then. Sure. So we use the term family very loosely. Um, we welcome anybody who is su providing support for the veterans. So that might be a neighbor who's driving them down for care. It might be um, a cousin a sister. It doesn't have to be a blood relative. So when, when they come down, the important things we have to ask are, 
Are you able to care for yourself independently? We do not provide any nursing or medical assistance at the Fisher House, so we want to make sure the family who's staying there is able to care for themselves once that veteran goes into the hospital. They can bring somebody. We've had examples where the spouse of a veteran comes down, but the spouse has some medical issues too, so the daughter comes along. Our rooms can hold up to four to five people in them, so whoever needs to be there to support that veteran is welcome. Again, we ask that they care for themselves independently, that they're involved in the healthcare, or that they're providing transportation. Um, again, it might be a neighbor who's coming down. The veteran has an outpatient appointment but has to stay overnight. That neighbor is welcome to stay at Fisher House again at no cost because he's bringing that veteran down and taking that veteran back home. So we want to care for those people who are also caring for our heroes. And so how many families at one time do you have at the house? You know, you talked about four or five people in one mm -hmm. room, did you say? So mm -hmm. how many rooms then, or, or what's your capacity? Sure. So we have a 16 suite house. With the 16 suites, we have a common kitchen, common uh, dining room, common family room. Those common rooms actually provide the connection that families often feel when they come to Fisher House. Um, so the house is designed to be a very home-like environment. Um, we try not to make it like a hotel or like um, a hospital setting. So we want it to be comfortable for the families who are staying there. Well, we heard a very emotional story from Tiffany Spohr in the last segment. Uh, about what the Ronald McDonald House has meant to her and her family. So when we come back, we'll learn how the Fisher House has made an impact on the community and the families that now call this community their home. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And today I'm talking with Jennifer Kiefer, who is the house manager at the Fisher House. How have the families felt about having a facility like Fisher House available to them? So we opened our doors to families four years ago. We just celebrated four years in April. Prior to that, the families who would travel into Milwaukee for VA appointments would typically stay at hotels at their cost, or they just wouldn't come with the veteran. So when we opened our doors, we had actually did some research and found out there were a couple families already staying in hotels that had been staying in hotels for a couple of months. We were able to connect with those families, and they were the first families to stay with us the day we opened. Um, two families specifically had been in a hotel for about four months prior to us being opened. And our community partner, Fisher House Wisconsin, was able to support them and, and kind of reimburse their money from hotel room uh, that they had to pay for that long of time. They were here, um, the veteran was in palliative care. So it was going to be kind of a long-term, long road for them. They came from Michigan. So when we opened, they, they were able to come right in, move right in. And they st one of the families stayed with us for an additional six months after that, when the, um, unfortunately the veteran did end up passing away. So the majority of the families that we get here um, are with us for hospice or palliative care, surgical care, or spinal cord injury. The Milwaukee VA here has a state-of-the-art spinal cord injury center. So we do get a lot of referrals for those families. When the families are with us, they typically come from 
northern Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois. We've had families from all over the country, including um, a family from Germany. So it's really no limit. It just depends on who the family is and when they need to come and, and why they're coming. So we've had families stay with us. The longest was eight months. Um, so you can imagine you get very comfortable there. And so having it a home-like environment is very important when you're there that long. These families really do connect. They bond in the common areas of the house. One day I came into the dining room and three of the families had a big map opened up on the dining room table. And I asked them what they were doing and they had gotten to know each other so well that they were looking for a midpoint in Wisconsin, close to where they all live so they can meet up after they left. Um, I know these families stay connected well after their time at Fisher House. So I know having Fisher House here as a place for them is really meaningful. It's been really beneficial. In the four years that we've been open, we've served close to 3,000 families. So we are looking to continuing that mission. Wow, that's wonderful. 3,000 mm -hmm. families affected by the service and the care that you provide. That's that's awesome. And now you said there were multiple locations across the United States mm -hmm. as well. Hopefully there's one in your state that listeners can reach out to. Um, so who supports the Fisher House then? You know, again, we talk about funding and how we can only provide services to the extent that there's funding available, right? You know, sure. so, so who supports the Fisher House? So the big, the big window of support um, typically comes from the Fisher House Foundation, which is our national program. Um, they are the ones who develop the homes, design the homes, and build the homes. Once the home is built, it's gifted to the VA or the Department of Defense Military Hospital. And then um, we typically pick up a community supporter. So our community supporter is Fisher House, Wisconsin. They have been around for many years before the house was built. They started fundraising to provide half of the cost to build a home. So a home like the one we have here in Wisconsin costs about $7 million to build from scratch. They ask a community partner to support half of that. Fisher House, Wisconsin began fundraising and they were able to support more than half of it by the time we broke ground. So that's something that the state of Wisconsin is very proud of. And should be. And should sure. be, yes. Um, we also have uh, smaller supporters, people who have third-party fundraisers, people who donate items. Um, I think our biggest supporter that I can speak of is our volunteers. Uh, we have a group of volunteers who have been volunteering with us since the day we opened. They all have their little time slot that they come in. They help support the families. They help with community meals. They help take in donations. They check in guests. Um, they do all kinds of things to keep the house a home-like environment. So those volunteers are crucial to keeping everything in order in our house. I don't know how we would survive without our volunteers. <laughs> and I think every nonprofit probably could say that, yes. right? You yeah, know, that's such, a, that's such a big component. Yes. So similar to the Ronald McDonald House, can, let's say, a church or a, a business wants to do a team building activity, can people make a dinner and come in and serve it? Is it something similar to that? Absolutely. In yeah, we have a gourmet kitchen. So the kitchen is designed to have a lot of people cooking and eating and doing all kinds of things. We use a meal train website to sign up for a meal. We ask groups, whether it's a church group, a community 
group, a family, um, sign up, let us know what you want to bring when you want to come. And we will uh, let you know about how many guests you can plan on serving. And we will get you all set up. We celebrate all kinds of holidays in the house. Any way, any chance that we have to celebrate with the families who are there, we do. Those families are forever grateful to come back to the house and see a group in the kitchen that is cooking and you smell the food. And even if and I tell the groups, even if the families aren't here when you're cooking, when they come back, if it's 10 o'clock at night, if it's 11 o'clock at night, to know that they have food in the refrigerator, they can heat up, um, it is so appreciated. I imagine. I mean, food speaks to many people, including exactly. me, right? <laughs> it's a great way to show somebody that you care, you know, exactly. through the mouth and the stomach, right? Um, and then not unlike a lot of nonprofits, you have an annual golf outing uh, as your biggest fundraiser, correct? correct. Fisher oh. House Wisconsin puts on an annual golf outing. Um, you can go on their website for more information on that. It's held in August and it's just, it's the biggest outing that they have. Um, it's, it's a great event. Okay. So tell us how has COVID-19 impacted the Fisher House? So like many other things, um, when you work in a hospital, COVID-19 had a huge impact on the VA hospital um, and therefore on Fisher House. From day one of COVID-19 coming down, the priority of the VA was protecting the health and well-being of the veterans, their families, and the staff working, working with them. So as many other hospitals did, they restricted visitation in the hospital. Um, they wanted to kind of keep everything very clean and you know less people around. But we never did close our doors at Fisher House. We did remain open to what we considered essential family members. And those are family members of um, our hospice or palliative units, family members who needed to be on campus if a veteran patient um, needed them for support in any way. So they were allowed to stay at the Sure House. Obviously our numbers went down. One thing that we did do was had our volunteers stay home for their own safety as well. So we have not brought volunteers back into the house yet. We're hoping to do so in the future. And we've kind of lessened our ability to take in donations and meals. So we are still out shopping. So there is fresh food in the house for the families. We're just not allowing groups to come in and do meals. Um, it's really sad and unfortunate, and you feel like the dynamic of the house is a little different. But again, at the end of the day, it's the safety. Um, we want our families to come in, see that we're making it a very safe environment, and know that they're being protected by being there. And your doors are open. I think that's our the most important open. thing. Yeah, yes, you haven't you know, closed your doors. So that's... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Jennifer, what would you say is the takeaway then from the uh, interview that we've done today? So, you know, our, our hope is to just make sure people know we're here. We've been open for four years, but we still get information coming down from the nurses and stuff of family members staying in a hotel, not really knowing this was an option. So we like to make sure that people know this is an option when you're coming to Milwaukee, you can come with your veteran, you can stay in the Fisher House for free, that we have this service available to you. Um, making sure people know that we are even still open right now with COVID, but we'll see kind of how things go down the road. Okay, and give us contact information, how people sure. can get a hold of you the best and easiest way. Sure, the best way to get information on us is to go on the Milwaukee VA website or on Fisher House Wisconsin website at fisherhousewi.org. 
or you can call us directly at the Milwaukee VA at 414-384-2000 and just ask for the Fisher House. Okay, well, thank you, Jennifer, for all that you do and how you support our veterans and military families. Thank, thank you. you. I also want to thank my other guest today, Ann Petrie, President and CEO of the Ronald McDonald House, and her guest, Tiffany Spore, for sharing her, her personal story. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on News Talk Radio, a.m. 1130, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer. You can even listen on your cell phone live via the iHeartRadio app. To hear past interviews, you can visit our website at ellenbecker.com or you can listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. Take the time to get educated on the number of nonprofits in our community and the various services that they offer to provide help and support for people in the community. If one of them aligns with your interests, get involved. Even if it's just making a meal or making phone calls or soliciting donations, everyone can do something. Everyone counts especially with the nonprofit sector who may be limited on resources. So figure out how you can use your passion, turn it into a purpose to help others in some way. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.